1: At the movies podcast, oh, wow. I'm your okay. I'm your co-host Elliot Magellan, also known as Elliot Maglians. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest, <laughs> uh, Nathan Magellan, also known as Nathan Maglians. Nathan, thanks for being on the show. Great to have you. Yep. Okay. You introduced
0: yourself as a co-host, and now introduce me as a gu- guest. So who's who's your co-host,
1: Elliot? Oh, that will be that will be Shadow right here. He's a dog. Uh, You won't be able to hear him unless or until he starts barking, so. But know that he is here. He's sitting right beside me, waiting for pets, which I will give to him soon.
0: Well, that's good. That's good. All right. Well, that's some fantastic banter. Great first line. Really had to rack your brain for that one. But um, let's dive in. You know, we're hoping we've finally chosen a movie that more than uh, 10 people on Earth have seen. Or more people than just uh, weirdos who watch old movies. <laughs> so we're so we're people trying to get who me. are less
1: like us.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I once had someone tell me that they didn't really like watching *The Green Mile*, a movie from 1996. I want to say because it felt way too old and irrelevant, and um, <laughs> so. That's the people we're trying to reach with this with this episode.
1: I don't know. I think that there's something uh, indelible about the the core message of Green Mile that uh, magical prisoners with supernatural powers are good sources of <clears throat> miraculous cures for deserving uh, cancer patients. Okay. Seems relevant to me.
0: Whatever. Well, we're we're watching a movie much more relevant to us today. We're watching... We watched Captain America, The Winter Soldier.
1: <sighs>
0: so, we, we know we had to do a Marvel movie and Elliot, I think he mentioned in the Dark Knight episode that he is less than enamored with Marvel recently. So, I gave him... Well, I didn't give him the choice. I picked a bunch of different options and he chose winter soldier as the marvel movie so elliot maybe a quick recap of winter soldier for people who maybe haven't heard of it aren't familiar with the film
1: yeah uh the winter soldier released in 2014 directed by oh gosh what are their names the russo brothers anthony i can't remember and joe Russo. Names. who anthony and joe Anthony and Joe, good old, good old Tony and Joe directed this movie, uh, made money like you would not believe, just like every other Marvel property, um, got pretty strong reviews, a lot of people cite it as one of the best of the MCU, that's the Marvel Cinematic Universe for you, uh, people who don't engage in the culture, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's about Captain America going up against an evil secret organization called HYDRA that is like clandestinely infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D., a slightly less evil secret organization.
0: Slightly less clandestine as well.
1: That's true. They're, it, is, it is not hard to figure out that S.H.I.E.L.D. exists.
0: No, especially when they have a giant flipping building right on the
1: Potomac. They do have a giant flipping building right on the Potomac. Oh, also, uh, Captain America's friend from World War II shows up, and he's got a metal arm that will one day delight yeah. a man with the powers of a spider.
0: <laughs> wow! What a what a great! You're such a huge Marvel fan, as we can tell from that from that introduction.
1: No, I, I guess I should say up front, I'm not a Marvel fan. I I sort of was in my younger days, like in phase one. I think that if you charted my uh, enthusiasm for Marvel, it it pretty much is a just a just a hill. like it starts high and then just uh, steadily descends.
0: Sure.
1: i I don't like it i I think that they're very formulaic uh I think that a lot of them are fairly low effort in terms of the special effects and the acting and the action and just the plot but I understand that I am in the minority in that I understand that these are really popular films I'm not trying to um not trying to say that the people who love the these movies are wrong it's just it's just not my not my bag
0: sure and that's that's why i chose captain america or the all of the movies i suggested for us to do were phase two kind of ones because i do think phase two is maybe where and we can talk about this more maybe later on and we'll try and stay mostly focused on the actual film as opposed to the larger marvel universe but. I do think Phase 2 was kind of when it sh- they were really hitting their stride in terms of what they wanted a Marvel movie to be, that Phase 1 was kind of figuring out where they fit in a superhero universe that at the time had right the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, the Dark Knight was coming out and was a thing. So they were kind of trying to find where they fit into all that. And then Phase 2 and into really phase three somewhat you see the more i mean like you said kind of formulaic marvel thing where it's a prestige actor it's quippy it's funny it's a nice it's a nice cool action movie but maybe there's not a ton under the hood you know maybe the technical elements aren't super amazing so i wanted to do winter soldier because i think it was Maybe part of this shift, and just like you, I'm I'm not over the moon about Marvel now, but I did. There was a time where this movie was one of my favorite, you know, movies. Just period. So I really wanted to go back, rewatch it, and see how well it held up, based on my memories and stuff. But um, let's talk about the movie, Elliot. You rewatched it. What did you think? What did you think?
1: It was fine, man. What do you want? What do you want me to say here? It was fine. There, there were some flashes of coolness. The action is pretty decent, especially the one-on-one fights between Captain America and the the, the Winter Soldier, the eponymous Winter Soldier. Uh, the fight in the elevator, I think, is really creative and well done. Uh, it's got a nice pace to it. But uh yeah I I I'm struggling here. It's just, it's just so much of it is just so flat to me. I mean it it's just meaningless to me. you know I there there's like some really cool ideas that could go somewhere in here, like with Project Insight uh, and it's potentially. Orwellian implications for world security. Uh, not 100% sure how the global community would react to weapons of mass destruction like this uh, in American hands. I think that would probably be fairly destabilizing, but Marvel has never really concerned itself, like Pixar, with the the actual real-world implications of their, their numerous stories. But, uh, I mean, there's it's like I can feel an actual story with a bit of pathos and heft and theme straining to break free from the Marvel formula with the conversations between Captain America and Nick Fury about the merits of S.H.I.E.L.D. uh, and the importance of maintaining secrecy for security's sake as opposed to transparency... To allow people to make their own decisions. But, you know, just like with the long monologue I had about Thanos and my problem with him as a villain, there's just no, there's just never enough doubt in it to make it really a dialogue. It's just Captain America is, you know, he's the symbol of American patriotism and freedom. So anything that he says or does. Must by law, lo- by movie logic, be the right position to hold or the right action to take, and there's no real exploration about the real world implications of a program like this. Uh, and eventually, well, pretty quickly, actually, the entire thing is sort of scrapped because we have this re- revelation that Hydra has infiltrated Shield and is going to use the helicarriers for ill and so then that obviously completely wipes away any chance of uh, a more interesting dynamic because obviously hydra is evil and shouldn't have this kind of power although i don't really understand their plan that somehow he you know arnim zola says uh people have to wa- willingly give up their freedom. I don't really see how <laughs> you launch a bunch of helicarries into the air. They slaughter millions of people. And then everyone's like, guess it's time to give up our freedom.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And I don't, honestly, I was thinking as we saw it, that just from the moment Nick Fury got the idea for Project Insight, shouldn't he instantly have been, this is such an obviously insane, totalitarian overstep in... Like, there's no conceivable way this much firepower could possibly ever be useful. I mean, the way they talk about it being to kill so many people is... Like eighty percent of America made up of terrorists now, like there's it just it's such a stupid idea from the get go that I don't see how it could have possibly be used for anything other than some megalomaniacs plan to conquer the world, which I think does uh, does kind of go to your point that I think in terms of idea. And I've seen interviews with the Russos where they talked about, right, that when you're writing a story for a superhero, what you have to start with is what is, like, what's the crack in the superhero? What's this superhero's kryptonite, so to speak? And that's where you kind of get in, that you're like, okay, Captain America, right? He is, like you said, he's a symbol of America. He's from world war ii you know the greatest generation he's got all these good old american values and stuff he's a real boy scout kind of like classic versions of superman and so the obvious sort of place to attack that is to put him into a place with much murkier morals right that now instead of everything being americans versus nazis it's something maybe a bit more gray that it's You know, the Americans aren't as obviously the good guys and the bad guys aren't maybe aren't as obviously the bad guys. And so I think the opening of the movie where you have Steve working with S.H.I.E.L.D. and he's kind of having these moments where he's like, I don't know if I'm necessarily on the right side because S.H.I.E.L.D.'s doing all these things that are very shifty and not good. I think the failure is, like you said, the fact that he was just right at the end of the day, that at the end of the day, it's not a murkier, harder to judge sort of thing. It's just Captain America was right. This is an uh, an awful Orwellian mass murdering machine that's in the hands of a bunch of psychotic Nazis. Like there's no, there's very little grays in what the movie ends up being. But I think expecting a Marvel movie to tackle such large ideas as that is maybe asking a bit much. So I think I enjoyed the movie more than you then maybe because I think I just enjoyed it as like an action movie. And it, it was, a, I mean, it took me a bit and there was some moments where like technical elements kind of frustrated me. But for the most part, I did kind of get swept up. I was like, dang, I do. I mean, they'd be quipping, but I, I do be laughing at their quips as much as the quips can sometimes annoy me. And I really love Anthony Mackie's Falcon in this movie. He kind of, over time, I think every Marvel character just devolves into a jokey stereotype of themselves. But I think... Falcon in this film is a fairly good I like his kind of everyman persona that he has in contrast to Captain American <laughs> black widow I love his I've got some breakfast ready if you guys if you guys eat that sort of thing <laughs> it makes me laugh. but uh what did you think about the movie in that in terms of that?
1: uh I it was it was it was okay. <laughs> it's there. There were there were bright colors and loud noises and muscle bound men looking pensively into the middle distance and there there was yeah you, you know yeah it's got it's got all of that. There's some explosions and stuff and it's all competently done on the action side. Uh, there's the fight scenes are pretty good, which I've already talked about. It's interesting, so. A lot of people, a lot of people who really like the MCU, when faced with the charge of the movies being formulaic or uh, feeling like they come off an industry in in, industry line industry, industrial, industrialized, whatever, will return with movies that they think break the mold. So like they'll say Guardians of the Galaxy is like a screwball comedy or something, or, or Ant-Man is a heist movie, but probably more than anything else, they say that Winter Soldier is like a spy thriller movie. Uh, Now, I personally don't agree with that. I find all three of those movies, they have maybe some of the proper aesthetics for those genres, but to me, it's sort of like, you know, how it's sort of like putting... Different characters and franchises and stuff into Fortnite. It's just a skin. It doesn't really change the core, any of the core aspects of the product. But I will admit that I haven't actually seen that many spy thriller movies. I've seen the odd James Bond uh, and Jason Bourne, but that's that's about the extent. So I would be curious to to hear your thoughts about that. Like, do you think that this is a an example? Well first of all do you think that it's an example of a spy thriller movie and then if so do you think it's a good example
0: Well I do think <laughs> I do think this movie started the tradition of Marvel directors being able to just pull a genre out of thin air and say like yeah we kind of think this movie is like this and then Marvel fans just running all the way to the end zone with it cuz the Russo's did say in the lead up to Winter Soldier that they're like yeah we were really inspired by political thrillers like The Manchurian Candidate, <laughs> which <laughs> I don't really see. I I think there's very little actual political thriller elements to this movie. In terms of it being a spy movie, I I don't know. It sort of is. I mean, it does have sort of the... Same on the run aesthetic of like Jason Bourne and the same like formula of them, they have to go to a place and they've got a USB to uh, work with stuff and such forth and so on. But um, I do kind of agree that at the end of the day, the movie is not, I mean, it's not really a spy thriller because there's very little like spy subterfuge sort of action and in the same way like guardians of the galaxy being a screwball comedy you can't just call anything with comedy in it a screwball comedy like there's a lot of other elements that i think you would really need and i don't think it's a bad thing if the marvel movies are i mean formulaic i just think it explains why so many people get tired of them after so long that the thing that i always tell people cuz when they learn that i'm a big movie fan there they only say like oh does that mean you know you hate marvel and stuff cuz there's so many directors who have made comments about marvel and such and i always say that i don't hate marvel i've been to every single marvel movie that's come out this year i'm definitely going to continue going to every marvel movie that comes out and i'm going to continue enjoying them for the most part i mean they're all fun movies like i said i there's not a ton maybe deeper in this film but at the end of the day i have fun with this movie and i mean that's what i think kind of the point is but so I have no issue with the MCU, I would only take issue with someone who refused to branch outside of the MCU. So that's what I always say, that it's like, there's nothing wrong with getting McDonald's, because McDonald's is good for what McDonald's is. But if all you eat is McDonald's, I'd be like, okay, let's, you know, go and get some noodles at like a nice noodle place, go and get a really nice burger at a really good, high quality burger place. And then if you still hate those and you're like, this sucks, I'm going back to McDonald's. I'm like, fine, more power to you. But if you tell me that you've never tried any of the other options, I would, you know, push back on that. So hopefully in our recommendations, we can recommend a movie that's maybe closer in, Uh, actual style and substance to a spy thriller but to answer your original question I don't really think this movie is that much of a spy thriller I agree with you that it's more got kind of moments of it notes of that but at the end of the day it's still I mean it's still it's got the same three-act structure it's got the same ideas and stuff that's in every Marvel movie
1: well, 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 I don't care. Uh, if somebody wants to just watch Marvel movies, I think that people should watch what they want. I don't think that there's any intellectual or moral imperative for people to watch. I don't know, uh, <clears throat> M by Fritz Lang or anything. It's uh, a good movie. Dan. You should watch it, any listeners. You should watch, you should M. watch it. But. You know that's that's all fine. It's just I just hope that uh, people would extend me the same courtesy and allow me to have my own opinions on uh, Marvel. And my opinion is that it it is formulaic and doesn't really do much for me. This movie just—I mean, it's got the it's got the room full of. Uh, men in suits, looking at screens, trying to track down a rogue agent. Uh, it's got sort of a well-paced uh, drip feed of reveals that expose a larger conspiracy. But uh, I agree with you. I think that those are all fairly superficial, and they're in service of a story that is that remains fairly... Marvelly, by which I mean it's very grandiose, it's almost bombastic. uh it's arguably infeasible the well not arguably it is infeasible the villain's plan and it's it's got the the everything Marvel is present and correct here the the quips that we that you talked about. Uh, the characters, the good guys and the bad guys. Uh, and yeah, it's so I, I I don't really the fact that it has those things doesn't really rescue it from the the Marvel formula in my eyes. If it, if it does for you, then, you know, good good on you. More power to you. I, I hope you enjoy. It's just that it doesn't do it for me. And I don't really uh, enjoy it. It's not like I dislike this movie. It is entertaining because it's it's got the popcorn thrills that a lot of people go to movies for. Uh, it's good escapism, I think. Certainly, I was able to enjoy it more than some of the recent Marvel movies. I think the last Marvel movie I saw was uh, far from Home, or No Way Home, uh, yeah. But before that, it was Shang Chi. I don't know. I I've stopped watching the Marvel movies. I I no longer go to them or watch them when they come out. Uh, but yeah, it was it was fun. There were the, uh, it's fun to see things blow up sometimes. And uh, some of the quips made me chuckle, but yeah, I just... Does... I don't know. Does the relationship between Captain America and Bucky Barnes, does that do anything for you? Because I... Personally, I don't think that they really spent... ever spent enough time together on screen or had enough meaningful interactions for me to really... really feel any sort of investment in this resurrection of a friend thought dead who is for reasons unknown at least initially unknown on the opposite side of the hero Uh, which is why I think that it would have been better if they had revealed Winter Soldier as Bucky Barnes earlier so we could have more of that uh, conflict uh, within Steve and within the movie itself but what do you think? Does that does that does that do it for you?
0: Well, I'm I'm kind of a baby when it comes to stories of male friendship because I think it's a really, I mean, I think it's something that we do, maybe don't see enough of in film and in television, of especially male friendship that's very clearly based on like love and not based on like some macho bro thing. So. I think it works for me. I agree with you. I think setting it up earlier would work better, but I'd say it works for me. I started, I mean, I wasn't like breaking down in tears or anything, but when it did the scene, I think I think the movie kind of goes to the Billy Wilder school of if you have a thing that you can repeat, it can stick in the person's mind. And so having the scene, the flashback scene where Bucky's like you know look your parents just died I'm with you to the end of the line like we've got a line and then Steve says it there at the end I think it's very it's something simple but not everyone does it so even when it's simple and like done very simply it's still like it works and so I think that's very neat and I mean I was you know again I wasn't move to the point of tears but I thought it was I thought it was competent I thought it was pretty good I do have the question though when did they just stop after this movie giving Winter Soldier those dope arm sound effects because every time he moved the arm there was like a sick metal moving sort of sound effect that I do not think ever reappears in any
1: of the other movies Uh, I have no idea Honestly, I was. I've never really paid that close attention.
0: (laughs) Well, I just I don't. uh, It might be in Civil War, but I don't remember it being in uh, the TV show with Bucky and.
1: Let's let's not talk about that show, dude. Let's just not talk about it. All right, all
0: right. Well, uh, some other sort of notes I have, just in terms of the actual movie. I think uh, Scarlett Johansson is a way better actress than. Maybe this movie deserved the scene where she's uh, watching Nick Fury die. She is clearly trying harder than Chris Evans, I think, and so I th- thought that was cool. Black Widow is okay. I mean, she's sort of. I, I feel like, I feel like a lot of Marvel characters kind of get left in. They just don't know what to do with them. So somewhat, and I think Black Widow kind of falls into that role in this film that she doesn't really have a ton of stuff to do and yeah I don't know I love the elevator scene like you said I think most of the action is decently done the editing is so choppy in a whole bunch of like the first time Steve talks to Sam talks to Falcon the editing is so fast it it's literally just line cut line cut like there's no moment to breathe in the exchange i don't know it really annoys me that's just a me thing though because a lot of movies do that and it bugs me every time i see it because it just it doesn't feel like you're living in the conversation like it really just feels like actors giving lines and then you know just boom 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 boom, boom done with the conversation and it really frustrates me but Otherwise, I think, I mean, the special effects are significantly better than what we see in later Marvel movies. Probably because there's not a ton of really difficult special effects moments in the film. And um, at the very least, (laughs) the the movie doesn't look terrible to look at, like Civil War, because everything's so washed down. Yeah, that's pretty, I mean, you know, kind of like you said, it's... Kind of hard to come up with a ton of stuff to say about the movie because at the end of the day, it does kind of feel like just um, regular sort of popcorn entertainment, which can be a lot of, you know, again, you'll see in my ranking, my rating that uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Everyone needs a popcorn movie, I think.
1: Got some uh, pretty gnarly shaky cam in here.
0: <laughs> yeah, they went to the Jason Bourne, you know, although I think Bourne does it a bit better. But yeah, there's some, there was also, there's some scenes of just people like there's some scenes of Pierce just standing in his office where this camera is weirdly mobile. It was like a Michael Bay movie that it was, you know, just roaming around the room instead of remaining static, which whatever, it makes it feel more, the movie feel more kinetic, but it very much reminded me of how Michael Bay kind of does his movies.
1: That reminds me. We haven't talked about the fact that Robert Redford plays the villain. Uh, He does a pretty good job, to be honest. I mean, he's menacing enough. I don't think that the movie gives him a lot to work with. To be honest, I don't have a huge connection with him as an actor. I haven't seen him in a lot of stuff, but I know that he's very popular, uh, very well-liked, especially among the older generation. Uh, Do you have anything to say about him as a villain? Because I thought that, you know, what even a lot of Marvel fans will agree on is that the villains tend to be very undercooked, very one dimensional, pretty lame antagonists. I, I think that he's, I think that he's nothing special either way, but what, what do you got?
0: Yeah, I would agree. I think literally the only reason you would ever even think of him is because he's played by Robert Redford, who is an older, more prestigious sort of actor but uh, yeah, he's just some psycho who thinks killing people somehow will uh, equal people being free or something. I don't know. His philosophy is pretty half baked, and uh, I find it funny that <laughs> Nick Fury's like, you can't trust anyone, but it's really just the one person that he can't that Captain America can't trust. It's just, it's really just Pierce. I mean, otherwise, everyone else he goes to, he can trust. I mean, he, he goes to Natasha, he goes to Sam, he can trust uh, Agent 13 or whatever. It's really just Pierce that he can't trust.
1: That's that's the only important one. You know, it only reveal. takes
0: one. Well, I mean, yeah, that's true. And he does I, he does not reveal his hand to Alexander, so he does take the message to heart successfully. Which is good.
1: Pretty, pretty stupid of uh, Hydra to hide the files for Project Insight by using Nick Fury's own profile to disable the security override. You know, there's the scene where he's like, bring up the files for Project Insight. And it's like, again, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's top secret. And he's like, override, D- director Fury, Nicholas J. And the computer's like, "Nah, man, I still can't do it. Uh, and he's like, on whose authority? And it's like, Fury, Nicholas J. I mean, is that not incredibly suspicious? Is there no way well, to I mean, create some... Is there no way to, like, create some ameliorating files and keep them separately from your evil plan files and just give them to him. And if not, why would you, why would you do something so blatantly suspicious? Why not just, why not just do it on your own authority? You know, Alexander Pierce's authority. That would, that would make more sense. I don't know. I mean, I
0: do. Yeah. I think this movie's plot can absolutely be shot to shreds, but I mean, like we kind of said in the dark Knight episode, it, you spend enough time nitpicking any plot, you're going to end up with a million loose threads that make no sense. I, you know, I think more specifically my issues with the movie are that it does just boil down to it. It bites off more than it can chew. You know, it tries to go for something that I think is a really cool idea with Captain America in a modern sort of spy setting and uh, doesn't pay off it that much. That's, I mean, that's about all I have to say, if you have any closing thoughts before we get into ratings.
1: Uh, just that the Winter Soldier has, sorry, my 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 co-host is uh, behaving inappropriately. Shadow, stop. Good boy. <laughs> okay, anyway. <clears throat> what was I saying? Oh yeah, Winter Soldier has a distractingly similar musical cue uh, that accompanies him to Joker. From the Dark Knight. Uh, oh. You know, a kind of... A rising... A singular rising note. It's it's not... It's obviously not the exact same, but it was... <laughs> it was similar enough that when he first shows up and he's standing in the road, like in the middle of the road, just like Joker does uh, when he gets out of the slaughter truck to shoot at Batman on in the Dark Knight, I was like, whoa, this is... <laughs> This is a little much, guys. What are you doing? Yeah, but that that could just be me being protective of a movie that I enjoy a great deal more. But that's, that's pretty much all I got. You know, the music as a whole is fairly generic spy movie music.
0: Okay, well, uh, I can do my rating because I think I kind of already said, like I said, that um, it's pretty fun. It's a fun movie. I certainly... I enjoyed watching it. I watched it really late at night and it successfully kept me awake through the entire viewing experience, which not every movie would be able to do that because I was very tired. And um, yeah, I think the relate. we didn't talk about it a ton, but I like I kind of said, I think the relationship between Steve and Bucky is decent, it's believable, and at the end of the day, the movie is a solid popcorn sort of film it doesn't have a huge amount of stuff going on but I enjoy watching it so it's like um, 7.5 out of 10 I think that it's you know enjoyable middle of the road sort of movie I just love watching movies so my ratings only skew high I have to say that but I enjoy it it's a fun movie
1: okay yeah so now it's my turn to be the one who ruins everyone else's fun Uh, yeah like. Don't have a whole lot to add. Um, <clears throat> I guess I just I just need more from movies. Uh, not because it's not because I'm just smarter than everyone else or because I have better taste than everyone else. It's just because I'm an emotionally repressed, cranky old man in an emotionally oppressed, cranky young man's body. So it just takes more for a movie to, you know, really really grab me and and engage me. So I don't want anyone to anyone to think that I, I'm I'm insulting them for liking this movie. I'm sure it's a lot more fun to just be able to have fun, but you <laughs> can't do it. So I'm gonna give it a, a C plus. You know, on the just on the uh, favorable side of mediocre. Uh, Shadow, what what is your what is your rating for this?
0: Yep, we gotta get your co host's opinion come here
1: shadow 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 just shook my hand i think that's a sign of approval so so it gets one one handshake out of a possible two from shadow
0: yeah well that's it that's pretty good you know the russos can rest easy knowing they got one of them
1: usually, usually the usually he's a lot harsher on movies he just he just gives me like a a blank stare, or maybe he, he licks my foot, you know, harsh stuff, harsh, harsh, harsh stuff. So uh, do you have,
0: you got a recommendation for this film? Or? I do
1: actually uh, one that I've already referenced. Uh, oh, I, nice. I, I, I'm going to recommend the Bourne identity, which is the first movie of the original Jason Bourne trilogy. These are spy thriller movies uh, I do think that they have a lot in common with this movie in terms of their superficial uh, aspects. They both they both have a lot of action. I just pronounced action very strangely. They both have the big rooms of official-looking people hunting someone down. I think that The Bourne Identity is probably better because it's a lot more restrained. It doesn't have the marvel story that's very ostentatious and very grand. It's a much lower stakes movie, but it's got a really nice sense of intrigue to it. Uh, I think that the, the ultimate conspiracy that's revealed is a lot more compelling, especially since they tie it to the main character himself, his struggle, because he... This isn't really a spoiler, but he, the main character has lost his memory for most of the movie. So I think that that's a really clever move of tying the reveal of the of the plot to the character's personal journey. And I think it does it really well. Uh, the shaky cam is pretty intense. Uh, not quite Catherine Bigelow level. Catherine Bigelow famously uh, shoots her cameramen in the kneecaps before she lets them... There's shadow (laughs) shadow. (laughs) before she lets them actually start filming but it's good action and uh, yeah i think it's a really good nice little spy thriller
0: yeah well i would echo that that was actually also the first movie that i thought of when i was thinking of a movie to recommend i also think the shaky cam used in that movie is very effective and you can actually I think at least, you can still see the action with the shaky cam, which I think is a real achievement on the cinematographer's part. But I chose a movie that came out the same summer as Captain America Winter Soldier, and it's actually one of my favorite movies of all time, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which is the second Planet of the Apes film. And I chose it because I think if you're looking for an action movie with some moral greys where you've got some characters trying to find a middle ground where they can't really seem to find one and where the villain is some guy that was injured in a previous film <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't think you can do much more than Dawn of the Planet of the Apes I think it's a really phenomenal movie I think matt reeves is the director he directed the new batman movie and i think if you watch this movie you can see why he got that job it's just a really fantastic action movie with a lot of intrigue and characters with very human motivations that the movie never goes out of its way to be like this guy is clearly really except for one character the movie very rarely is like this guy is just evil. That all of the people have very compelling human reasons for doing what they do. And so it makes for a very interesting morality play as well as just a really exciting movie about monkeys riding horses, fighting humans <laughs> in tanks. And, you know, that's, that's what film's all about,
1: I think. I agree. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is a great movie. And I think that Matt Reeves has uh, a long and prosperous career ahead of him. I think that you put a lot more effort into coming up with creative recommendations uh, for, that people are less likely to have actually watched, and I'm just like, yeah, this movie's in the same genre, whatever. I'll recommend it.
0: Well, I, to be honest, my original thought was Jason was the Born identity, like you said, and I hadn't seen it recently enough that I could like really well say why you should watch it. So then my second pick was John Wick, but then I was like, yeah, I think I feel like most people would have seen it. So then I just remembered cuz these two movies, Dawn and Winter Soldier came out the same summer. So I remember reading articles of stuff projecting Oscars for the 2014 and then being like, "Oh, these are two kind of popcorn movies that might end up being in contention. So that was (laughs) the real reason why uh, I thought of Dawn in relation to Winter Soldier. Okie dokie. But but your recommendations are good too, Elliot. I'm sure all our viewers, our listeners, don't don't appreciate
1: your suggestions. All right. Well, that's that's, all right. Enough of of this frivolity, uh, as Sully says in Uncharted 2. Which is a game that I also recommend. That's, I think that's uh, that's pretty much all we've got time for. Nathan, <laughs> you've been a great guest. I'm really glad to have you on here. Uh, okay. Thanks for your thanks for your thoughts. My my co-host has kind of wandered off. I think he's upset that I haven't fed him yet. I'll get to that pretty soon here. But uh, I just want to say that life is hard and full of disappointments, as usual. Uh, Nathan, do you have anything else to say?
0: Um. Uh, not really in relation to that, just that, uh, we appreciate all of our faithful listeners and we're really excited to start, you know, just pummeling our stream, our, uh, episodes with ads to start making real money from this. So <laughs> that's the next one. coming year. soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, merch coming soon. We're going to be selling Magellan's at the movies top hats, so we're very excited about that for all of you top hat enthusiasts out there. Uh, you're you're going to have a new one to add to the collection pretty soon.
1: That that one was my idea. <sighs> yeah, it was a really good idea, Elliot. I agree.